The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the 28th episode of the Wolf Podcast. I am here joined again by my uh, co-host, um, Beowulf. That's me. Um, the bull is still on vacation. Um, just a quick... wandering the pastures. He's wandering the pastures. Um, just a quick little, uh, you know, little diatribe that we always do every episode. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a quick follow. Um, or a like on Instagram. Uh, we also, I believe we've got a website up and now. So we're, we're finally in the 20th century. Uh, we're making our way to the 21st eventually. www.thewolfandbull.com. There you go. Yeah. So if you uh, want to hear a little bit more, uh, you can find us on all the major podcasts. Um, but again, five-star review on Apple Podcasts would probably help us out a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, the bull and I, who uh, well, the bull's not here, but I'm going to speak on behalf of him. Um, the bull and I want to start a cult from our podcast. So if everyone could, you know, really jump on that bandwagon, it'd be really great. That is um, the ideal profession. Is it not cult leader? Cult leader. Yeah. Or cult organizer. Really? You I just mean, have if you're a like bunch a of people who free labor. Everyone loves you and is obsessed with you. You do have to die in a fiery, destructive way typically, but I don't think so. Catholic church hasn't done that yet. Oh, Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Here we go. Falling right Just into it. Just kidding. Catholics are not a cult. Um, they are definitely not. With that being said, though, yeah, I think that uh, I think that would be a pretty interesting way to exist. I really have always questioned, outside of uh, Waco, I've always questioned, you know, who, uh, how they get into those things. Um, I think now, that it's telling that you can convince anybody of anything. Or there's going to be at least a couple of people, especially out here in Southern California, that will believe anything you say, no matter what it is. Which, again, is uh, back to you know our initial point. You know, if you have other people in your life that are strange like you that are listening to this podcast, uh, strange like us, really, uh, you know, go ahead and send a link or tell us to tell them about the podcast. You can tell us about them. I mean, I don't know what that's really going to do. Us going after people to listen to our podcast i mean it mm. seems a little predatory um but yeah how are how are you doing beowulf standing in for uh for the bull i mean i'm i'm on a roll i mean i'm ready just to take his take his place you're ready to forever. take his place forever yeah let's wow. turn him let's turn the bull into a hamburger mm. <laughs> That was really. I was gonna say a hamburger. <laughs> a ham. Hamburger. Turn the bull into a hamburger. Did you ever watch those McDonald's cartoons when you were a kid? Uh, I saw. I have like Hamburglar, the, the Grimace. Spotted memories of them. Like I'm pretty sure I blacked them out. I loved them so much, and sometimes I think back to the little songs that they sang. Oh God. And I have moments of pure clarity you know how some people take like psilocybin mushrooms and they say afterwards the whole world just makes sense 
<laughs> that's me that's after I think of those say, McDonald's huh? cartoon songs. You, you've been watching too much Joe Rogan. That is the peak of n- 90s marketing is peak crazy. Like like the marketers in the 90s for fast food joints. Were insane. They were so yeah. crazy. They're they're still insane. I mean, marketers, No, but they were on another level in the 90s. I think they're the, on the another level The late 80s, or mid, early to mid 90s. Those marketing agencies that were hired or, or maybe the internal ones that were in-house at McDonald's, Burger King, you would just get toys with your food. I had I had Hercules plates, all sorts of stuff like that. I see you're eating my cookie. That's yeah. another thing. I had yeah, a sugar cookie. cookie sitting here next to me. That's a really good cookie. It says it's vanilla, but it tastes maple, right? That's great. That's a good cookie. I told you it's good. That's a pecan one. That's pecan, right? No, pecan. There's no way that's mm-hmm. just vanilla. It's not vanilla. Anyway. I'm glad everyone got to listen to me now, eating. Now I, that I've talked about sugar cookies and McDonald's, shall we uh, Shall we move along? Yeah, I'll talk about how I'm doing. Um, uh, doing great, guys. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, so before we jump into what we're talking about today, uh, first off, uh, happy early Halloween. Um, this is being recorded yes. on the 30th. <sighs> I'm going to say something that's going to get me in a lot of trouble. I hate Halloween. I'm not a Halloween fan. Well, actually, um, right after this, meaning like in the half hour after this, you and I are going to need to put some costumes on and go straight to a Halloween party. If you want to know how excited I am about Halloween, this is my costume. Stop I'm, taking bites of the cookie before you talk. I'm a motorcycle rider. My costume, I'm a motorcycle rider. I'm literally, I, I, I will wear my outfit that I wear while I ride my bike and bring my bike and that's my costume so congratulations everyone who gets to see this tonight you're welcome and i have a i'm gonna eat that whole cookie yeah i know you are you're breathing hard into the mic and eating that cookie that is an incredible (laughs) cookie (laughs) well i'm wearing basically a normal outfit and i have blood that i'm gonna put on my like not real blood real fake fake blood blood. i'm gonna just rub all over my face and that's my halloween costume We're We're not Halloween people. I'm actually excited because I am moving everything around in the front of our house right now because I'm putting the Christmas tree up tomorrow. Yeah, we're Christmas people. Literally, as the trick-or-treaters are coming, they're going to see me decorating the Christmas tree. We're skipping Thanksgiving. We don't even celebrate Thanksgiving. That's how progressive we are. What's Thanksgiving without a Christmas tree up at the same time? That's how I always did it when I was a kid. You never had the Christmas tree up during Thanksgiving? No. I didn't have Christmas trees. Who are you? poor oh my um, gosh so yeah anyway before before we got get into what we're going to talk about today we do have some things to talk about uh with the news segment we'll keep it very short today because i i'm just so tired of the news um you, you staring outside sorry i was distracted there's someone with a u-haul outside of our window right now and they just, just drove away with the entire back of it wide open when i'm not God. sure if they realize They've that never moved before in their life <laughs> well let's um, pray so i'm gonna have another brother cookie uh oh they're so, coming back just just up it looks like they're reparking okay we're good so, mm, stop really biting into a cookie it's a really good cookie you, you need to <laughs> calm down so <laughs> Congratulations, everyone. Gas prices have risen by $1.25 per gallon since last year. Um, this is by Ben Zyloff from the Daily Wire as of today. Gas prices in the United States have risen year over year. Man, that was a really good cookie. Um, <laughs> by roughly $1.25 per gallon. According to the uh, AAA's National Average Gas Prices Tracker, the cost for a tank of regular gas was $3.40 as of October 29th. One month ago, the average was three nineteen. One year ago... 
Nah, cookie's good. You need to take a break. The average is $2.14. So the price of diesel fuel has also risen significantly from $2.37 last year to $3.63 today. California, the uh, evil state that we currently live in, which will b- effectively ban the sale of certain new gas-powered lawn equipment as soon as 2024, because, God, that's where all the that's where the carbon emissions are coming from, um, is facing a price of $4.59 per gallon, up from $3.18 one year ago. The Daily Wire reported that gas prices in one California town have reached $7.59 per gallon. Is that Coronado? I bet you. I mean, I I haven't been to Coronado in a couple months, but last time I was down there, it was high, so I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, During a recent town hall on CNN, President Biden said that his administration does not have a near-term answer for reducing fuel costs. Yeah, no shit. Um, my guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by going into the winter. I mean, excuse me, into next year in 2022. Uh, Biden said, I don't see anything that's going to happen. In the meantime, that's going to significantly reduce gas prices. It is incredible that our president is really a real life version of telephone with himself. I have uh, never, ever been so confused watching I'd argue, someone. I'd argue that the last couple have been, have been like that, to be I, honest. Well, 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 man, it's because he's dead. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, while you enjoy that cookie, I would argue that the last couple have been like that. No, it no. seems like I'm watching a puppet show. That's fine. I'm not saying that that's not the case. I'm saying I've watched this individual. Thanks for eating my whole cookie. That's my cookie. I what yours is mine. Had that whole cookie sitting here for myself. You had you half of it. Inhaled the entire. You had half thing. of it. I had two bites of it. Look, what I mean by Joe Biden playing telephone with himself is I've never seen someone so. Struggle so hard to get out a single sentence when they're not eating a pecan flavored cookie. That cookie is really good. <laughs> um, so I mean, look, get away from the mic. It is what chew. it is. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat into the. I'm gonna eat into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously, everybody with a brand who's been paying attention knows that everything is really expensive right now. Um, I shouldn't have to explain to any of our listeners why it's really expensive. This is really just common sense. Spend a lot of money. Shut everything down. Don't let people work. Impose stupid rules to prevent people from working. Fire a bunch of people who are not listening to the regime's decisions. Um, obviously, you're going to have a higher increase in prices of everything. Stock market may be going up, but the inflation is going to go up because uh, you've just basically kind of hamstrung yourself when it comes to logistics and transportation and shipping and you know getting people to work and all that jazz. Now... Man, a cookie is really good. You know what the bummer about this is? Is that inflation, gas, all this. Um, you see the minimum wage raising in a lot of places. But the people who haven't worked minimum wage jobs are not getting any increases on their pay at all. No, and everything's going up. So, yeah. like... And the people who are getting increases in their pay, it's only... It's not doing anything because if you get a higher pay... Like if you get higher like hourly and then everything gets more expensive, you're making the same. That's the whole funny thing about this is people want to get paid more like, oh, I'm making $30 an hour. Well, how much is a 12 ounce steak from the grocery store? Oh, it's $80. Wow. Well, you're definitely making the same amount. So, uh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, earlier in October, however, the United States Energy Information Administration's winter outlook predicted the largest winter heating pricing increase in 13 years. Mm. Nearly half of American households that warm their homes with natural gas can expect 30% higher heating expenditures than last year's season. 
Yeah, well, that's why I'm glad that I don't live in a very cold place. Well, I think what's so nice about all this is that Biden, he's campaigned on making a, you know, America the world's clean energy superpower. Um, recently argued that the $1.75 trillion version of his social welfare bill, which according to AOC and everybody in our government is absolutely free, doesn't cost that much. It's actually going to cost around $3.5 trillion. Um, he recently argued that the uh, version of a social welfare bill would set the United States on course to meet its climate goals. The framework will cut greenhouse gas pollution by well over one gigaton in 2030, reduce consumer energy costs, give our kids cleaner air and water, create hundreds of thousands of high quality jobs and advance environmental justice. Don't know what that means by investing in 21st century clean energy economy from buildings, transportation, industry, electricity, and agriculture to climate smart practices across our lands and waters. Wow, that sounds like a bunch of shit. Um, Now, look, I'm very critical. So just for everyone listening to know my bias, I'm very critical of every politician, uh, be it from Trump to George Bush to JFK to Joe Biden to uh, Ronald Reagan to Richard Nixon. I have my issues with every single one of these people, um, specifically because they just speak out both sides of their mouth almost all the time. Now, what's interesting about Joe Biden, in my opinion, is he really speaks out all sides of his mouth um, to the point where it's kind of like, I don't know what you're saying, um, because there is no such thing as climate justice, just like there is no such thing as um, really any adjective with justice after it. Justice is an actual predicate of something. You can't say uh, car justice and then be like, it makes no sense. It's a it's a made up thing that just came about recently, in my personal opinion, Um, and as with my last episode or as with the last episode that we had, um, I think that people tend to jump onto things that are, that make them feel good. Um, and look, uh, we are working our way towards a cleaner environment, but in all reality, we are on the path that we're on and there is really not much we can do short of just stopping everything. Um, that's going to make a significant impact over the next hundred years. So, Sea levels will rise, um, but not in the sense of 2012, like some individuals in our government want us to believe. Um, we will adapt, but for the most part, all we're doing right now is taking money from uh, about 20, 20 years. We're taking money from 20 years in the future is what we're doing. Um, so hmm. that is my opinion. Welcome Thank to the you. Wolf and Bull podcast. <laughs> Thank you for your opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, you're welcome to it. So that's great. And so is everyone else. I mean, you guys get listening. People can tell me to fuck right off. I'm okay with that. Uh, um, you know, your opinion does not need to validate someone else's opinion. No. And, and, and I think that at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We all want to live in a place where everyone is, uh, respected at least to the point that they should be. Um, there is a difference between respect, um, and adoration. I think a lot of people confuse those things these days. Um, that's why we have these issues with differing opinions and people being able to have respectful conversations or not being able to because they, rather than being respected, they want people to take a step further. Um, and that isn't really uh, deserved. You need to earn that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's the latest update. Gas is more expensive if you couldn't tell. Um, so second news topic, we're going to go back to my, my, uh, my dear friend, Alec Baldwin. Um, oh, yes. A lot of stuff has come out on that. A very sad situation. Um, it's been a week since we talked about it. It right? has been a week. And, uh, you know, as of o- uh, October 30th from the New York Post, Alec Baldwin speaks about f- out about fatal shooting of Hal. I'm saying her name wrong. Hal. Halnia? Halnia? Halnia Hutchins on Rust's set. Um, his statement was, she was my friend. 
Uh, haggard-looking Alec Baldwin broke his silence on Saturday, declaring his friendship with Halnia Hutchins, the cinematographer he accidentally shot and killed on the set of his film Rust last week. There are incidental accidents on film sets from time to time, but nothing like this. Baldwin, who looked forlorn at, and at times sounded hoarse, told a reporter from Backgrid as he stood on the side of the road in Vermont with traffic whizzing by behind him. This is one in a trillion. This is a one in a trillion episode, a one in a trillion event. The comments were Baldwin's first public since Hutchins was killed during the production of Rust in Santa Fe, New Mexico last week. Director Joel Souza was wounded during the shooting in which Baldwin accidentally discharged a gun that was reportedly told was safe. Baldwin, in dark pants and a dark jacket over a gray flannel shirt, not sure why that's relevant, uh, spoke on what appeared to be a rural, rural, God, I can't speak. Rural. 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 Rode with his wife, Hilaria, at the side filming the interaction on her cell phone um now uh, a lot of issues have really come out with this uh he said that a woman died she was my friend she was my friend um when i arrived in santa fe to start shooting i took her to dinner uh really from what i understand about this entire scenario there was a whole lot of just uh, i wouldn't say malpractice it's probably in a, the wrong word a whole lot of um, i think you're going down the right track was saying malpractice just the context yeah. is wrong and as in like this isn't a hospital but it's the same sort of malfeasance there just would. wasn't a lot of preparation uh from what i heard uh the crew walked off uh, an hour before it happened apparently like, the person responsible for making sure these got like like the guns the prop not all the stuff are in working order mm -hmm. apparently this person um had previously uh, gotten into issues with Nicolas Cage who wanted her mm -hmm. fired off a different set um, there's eh. also this little this little article that you're reading where where they stopped Alec Baldwin on the side of the road and his wife's filming it I think that's just paparazzi nonsense and just catching someone off guard and it was in front of a like a sure. busy street right yeah. like how what is he gonna say <clears throat> Well, at the and and that's true. I mean, the news, as you know, my opinions on the mainstream media is, uh, I respect some dictators more than I respect the mainstream media. Yeah, well, paparazzi um, are also straight up vultures. Sure, and, and I include that within when it comes to reporters and journalists because the, there's a very thin line between the good ones and the bad ones these days, and there's more bad than good. Um, but I, I really, I, he's he's in a lot of trouble. He's in a lot of trouble, but so is the person that was the, the in charge of the basically the safety on the set. She is probably going to be she's probably going to face management. Well, this charges. isn't a case. This is not a case of oh, I'm just not going to press charges because this is my friend and they're going to compensate me privately. Uh, no, this is now the this is now yeah. a government's going to the state government or the county or whatever is going to press charges mm -hmm. because someone's dead. And that's and that's really the 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 concern. I've never really understood why movie sets uh, utilize operational firearms. Um, never really made sense when people say that, uh, when people say like set guns, they don't they're not talking about plastic fake guns. They use real guns with blanks with blanks. And I've never understood that. I've never. I think it's also quite telling that we're in. It's almost twenty twenty two in a mm -hmm. couple months, and most of the movies we watch are. 85% CGI anyway. They're flipping... Watch a Marvel movie these days and you're going to be flipping yeah. around in a different uh, universe with these weapons that don't exist and lasers shooting out of your hands and eyes and butt and all this stuff. And yet they're still using 
real well, firearms on set? I don't. Again, my I guess my confusion is not that in the sense that like I. Let me preface this a little bit better. I think it's okay to have like replica firearms. It's mm-hmm. okay to have firearms on set. It's not okay to have firearms on set that operate when you don't have someone who is competent or a crew or an actor who is competent in using them. I mean, Alec Baldwin can talk about how, you know, Halnia was his friend. That was probably true. I, I, I don't think that he, I don't think he did it intentionally. In fact, I think it was very much an accident. Definitely uh, a a major issue with any training or decisions on the set. Um, but that said, this was 100% an accidental situation. Again, Baldwin should have been trained on this. He, yeah. he, he should know how to use firearms. And, and sets, movie sets, you know, any set whatsoever that utilizes something that can kill someone um, should be treated, again, like I said last week, the, 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 the tool, because that's what it is. It is a tool. Like, something does not become a weapon unless it is wielded in such a way in which it harms someone else. Until that point, it's, it's a tool. If a gun is on a, a table, it's a, it's a paperweight, right? Um, especially if it's not loaded. So if you don't have any training, if you're flinging around firearms, if you're pointing firearms in directions that you shouldn't be and you don't have any training, that's on you. And it's unfortunate and it's really a bummer. And I, I, I for I the most part... I think at the very least, it's naive. Mm, the, at here's the very the very least you it's a naivety that this is not going to hurt someone i don't know if i can break that up, chop, chop that up to naivety because it when you because i've i don't know your extent of firearms training um i've shot i've shot weapons before i've had experience with weapons and firearm training the very first thing that they tell you is you don't point it at anything that you don't intend to destroy um and obviously, there's different variances of that. Keep the muzzle pointed at the ground. Um, they even do that when you buy a weapon. They, they tell you don't point it at anyone. Like, don't point it at the person. Don't aim down the sights unless you're looking at the ground. Um, and naivety may be reserved, in my opinion. When it comes to this type of stuff, I think it's reserved for children. I think when you're an adult, you should know that this can kill people. There's plenty of evidence. There's plenty of things that you could see within seconds on the internet that show that. So, I mean, it's an unfortunate situation, but at the end of the day, uh, there are going to be consequences, and I think there should be. Um, Now, I don't know what the extent of those consequences will be, but it's just an unfortunate, shitty situation. Mm -hmm. Well, regardless, uh, it's it's just still a very, very sad story. Is uh, the other person in better condition, or is she still in I think they're recovering. I I think... Let me check really quick. I'm pretty sure they're recovering. Um... Well, I mean, either I way. That. I want more of that cookie. That cookie's gone, but I want more of it. There's another cookie in our Is kitchen. it the same one? It might be. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, God, what is his name? Joel Souza. Well, if we if we can't find that right now, it's okay. But, um, I mean, either way, I don't know if, I don't know if Alec Baldwin... We'll get more than a slap on the wrist, to be honest. But I think that the person responsible for the set safety of the weapons mm-hmm. and the armory on set is in looking looking down a very, very unfortunate situation. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, Joel's fine. He's recovering. Uh, as one great. day ago, he was seen. He looks terrible. I'm sorry, Joel. Well, um, when you get looks... shot and you're recovering, it's not yeah. sunshine and rainbows, I'm sure. Especially no. when the other person injured is not alive anymore. Yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, this very well. I'm, I mean, this very well could be the end of 
a few careers in my opinion. But uh, yeah, uh, I, there's there's a few other topics you want to touch on uh, the other one, or you want to jump into the the subject matter of this episode. I mean, all right. Well, I don't know much about this other topic you have here, except yeah. that it's crazy news so maybe we'll mention that next time okay cool all right well what we're talking about this week uh, it's kind of in the same vein of what we've talked about over the last few weeks um you know it, spooky season figure we do some uh spooky type of things um you know I, I would guess uh that was very good i would guess that um you know secret organizations and and secret societies probably fit within that, um, mm-hmm. albeit not as spooky as some of the other it's things. It's not too graphic, but no, it's still I just got don't. this air of mystery. Yeah, and... you know, and the the murder podcast segment is really dominated by a lot of like really. <laughs> That's quite a saturated really market <laughs> to the point where it's like concerning. Um, so many people, so many murders. But uh, yeah, we're talking about Bohemian Club and the Bohemian Grove. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, are, are good. Which f- are two. Separate, but almost one in the same. Yeah. I used to sort of always call them Bohemian Grove, but mm-hmm. that is actually the place. The, place. Yeah. the club is its yeah. own thing. Popularized by our good friend, Alex Jones. That's right. We have no idea who, we've never met him before, but I'm going to say he's our good friend because he's funny. Our conspiracy theorist, <coughs> nutbag friend, who we're going to talk about at one at one point. Yeah, he uh, he definitely, was it 2007? Was that when it was? 2000? 2000. 2000 wow we're going way back Mm -hmm. yeah well well bohemian grove itself is a private 2700 acre campground so to speak it's if you want to scope around on google earth like i tend to do i love google earth so much i'll literally explore like every place you can possibly imagine but it's located at 20601 bohemian avenue in monte rio california and that's a little bit north of san francisco it's the central hub of the Gentleman's Club, better known as the Bohemian Club. And the club is strictly male exclusive. It includes government officials, former U.S. presidents, prominent business leaders, musicians, artists, etc. Many men of great power. So, Wolf, are you ready to join the Bohemian Club? No. <laughs> I w- if they sent me a letter, I'd say no. I don't want to know. Sorry. Well, apparently nope. there are plenty of people who have said no, including like Mark Twain. He yeah. visited and then turned it down. Yeah. Smart man. But every year in July, the campground hosts the most prominent men in the world who are members for two weeks. In June, they also have an event called Spring Jinx, and the entire campground is available to be rented out to private events by members when it's not already in use. Guests and family members are permitted to attend Bohemian Grove, except for after 9 to 10 p.m. It was kind of iffy on which time it was. But after that, the woman and guests must vacate the premises. Because that's when all the gay sex happens. According to many conspiracy theorists. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Not just conspiracy theorists. Richard Nixon famously said that's the kind of stuff that goes down. What else would you be doing at 9 or 10 p.m.? Smoking cigars? Scrabble. A bunch of men. Yeah. Are playing Scrabble. That's what I think happens. That's, That's my personal what you theory. Think happens. My personal theory is that all of the most prominent, wealthy, and powerful men in the world go to the Bohemian Grove and the Redwood National Forest every July for two weeks to play Scrabble. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire <laughs> that is, life. That well, is, that, well, no. Well, well, wait. You would assume that this is some sort of high-end networking event at the very least. But Yeah, there's one way to say it. But their motto is weaving spiders come not here, which is to mean that networking is very frowned upon 
at the event. But I doubt this rule is strictly followed because famously the Bohemian Grove meetup of 1942 is where they developed the Manhattan Project or at least cooked it up. So weaving spiders come not here, but let's plan the atomic bomb instead. That's not networking. <laughs> That's world domination. Those in attendance during the talks were the presidents of Yale, 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 ha- Harvard. The presidents of uh, the presidents of Yale, Harvard, and Princeton: Robert Oppenheimer, Robert Oppenheimer, Ernest Lawrence, various higher up military officials, etc. So no networking unless it's human destruction. Oh my god! I, why is it that these groups get dumber and dumber? The more we're, we're, it's like we're going down a dumber and dumber road. Well, here's the thing: that's not even it, really a rumor. That's like a famous thing that they talk about all the time for Bohemian Grove. That's where Manhattan. Project. They, that's their selling point. Like, yes, if you wanted to that's invest, that's where the, the Manhattan Project was cooked. So, up. if I wanted to invest in Bohemian Grove, if I like, if Bohemian Grove was like this, like I don't think they're taking stock. Yeah, but if they right were, now, if but... they were, if they were like, if they were, if they were like an investment property, and I could be like, oh, and we're gonna put like some condominiums and townhomes, and like this will be like a thing that you do with your family. Like, if you're a part of our club, their selling point would be, hey, we planned or helped plan the creation of the atomic bomb, which killed a lot of people in specific in two very large cities. We killed a lot of people killed. over a campfire. And now over, yeah, wow. Interesting selling point. I would prefer they just say, hey, we have jet skis. Um, so the Bohemian Club was founded in 1872 by journalists. Oh, my God. Who enjoyed the arts. So every journalist. Uh, <laughs> as it originated as a meeting for journalists and artists in San Francisco and eventually began to take entre- on entrepreneurs, uh, government representatives in the Bay Area. Um cool so one of the founding members was a stage actor henry harry edwards um and about 100 members of the group had decided to host a going away party event in the redwoods national forest as edwards was moving from the bay area to nyc in 1878 they murdered him he never (laughs) made it to nyc just kidding uh the event was festive and they enjoyed it so much that they had to again they had to do it again the following year so they had another party for Henry Harry Edwards <laughs> in 1879 um, um, to celebrate him leaving for NYC because Harry Henry Ed- Harry Henry Harry Edwards. <laughs> sorry, uh, Harry I think he Henry, went by Harry, but okay, Harry Edwards can call him uh, Harry was Edwards. universally hated by everyone in San Francisco. That's why they threw the party because they were so excited that true. he was he leaving. He was the, one of the um, founders, founding members. Of you the can Bohemian still Club. Steve Jobs was a giant jerk. Um, you, I'm not joking. I've, no, I know someone I personally worked with him. He was a douche. It's kind bag. of hard to become that um, rich and successful without being. Is a it? Jerk. Look at Elon Musk. Um, he's got the he's event, got some jerky. No, he's just weird. He's socially awkward, uh, which is fine. I like socially awkward people. People. Um, the event was festive, and they enjoyed it so much they had it again the following year. I already read that sentence. Um, by 1882, the members were camping together once. Uh, once a year all across Northern California and by 1893 they had rented the current location of Bohemian Grove and by 1899 they had purchased the land so uh, this started out as a going away party yes and now it's a secret society that plans well the destruction. they were already they were already a secret society but now it's like their retreat no no they it was just a meeting for journalists but it was a secret a that's a club that's not a secret society it was a secret club you can't be a secret club if you have people in your club that's not how secret clubs work because then people know about your club 
Uh, this is this this is the problem that I have with all of this. This is the problem that I have with the industry of secret clubs. It makes no sense. And maybe the better way to put it is private club. A restricted club. They're basically a country club is what they are. It you, is a country club for artists and also governors, military, military officials, officials in the, the San Francisco power. Bay Area. Yeah. I wonder what the yearly fee is. There is, is it a, there a is blood a sacrifice? Lot. Well, it depends on how you become a member because they have honorary members who don't have to pay any fees. How does that work? Are we going to get to that? Yeah, is, we'll oh, get to that. Honorary members, and then there's members who are peasants that have. There to are pay different for levels. Like you can pay to be an associate. Oh, member. so it's a scam. You can be a life. It's a member. it's a pyramid scheme. Probably. Dear God. Oh, okay, well, who runs this place anyway? They're uh, Satan. called Camp Valets. So you can think so of them dumb. as a general manager, like you would see on a, a cruise ship or at a hotel. Are they a part of the group, or do they get outsourced through LinkedIn Job Finder? Probably. Dear God. The second. They're staff, and they include females in the staff as long as it's during daylight hours and close to the main gate. So, they are not allowed in the inner workings so of the Bohemian gay sex, Grove. obviously. So my question, though, here's my real question. Why is it that all these cr- clubs, crubs, clubs crappy clubs crubs why is it that all these crubs um have such a vendetta against people who don't have penises i don't know but we'll talk you about notice that, that because they really do this one it, this one particularly does I've, they fought hard but here's my my point they still is are it, fighting it makes no sense like look obviously <sighs> women they can be problematic just like men can be problematic okay i get like the annoyance like the boys club bullshit i think we can all be bullshit. problematic on our own exactly level my point is like I, I i don't understand i don't understand why it like stops the line at gender because it look freaking uh, what's his face bill clinton was there and he's pretty insufferable why not involve all the other people who are also insufferable being you know penis wielders or vagina holders i don't understand like why it's it's so segmented it makes no sense to me well We'll get to that a little bit. It later. makes no sense about their arguments. What their arguments? They have arguments against this. Oh, this was taken to court many, many. Taken times. to court. This has made. This is this, this is a big issue. Dear God, they, we, their stuff as recent as 2019. This is stupid. Well, what a dumb club. I'm sorry, Bohemian Grovians. I don't like you. Do you want to know what it looks like? Well, obviously I don't, but sure. Well, there's over 150 acres of redwood trees on the property. They're 300 feet tall more than a thousand years old what a disgrace it's a beautiful place but there's a grand stage and where there is entertainment for the guests because most of this is entertainment and lectures and stuff like that they have ted talks there are you fucking shitting me i mean not to brand it as ted talks but yes similar sort of thing there's a huge amphitheater called the grove stage that has seating for 2,000 people and it's where they have uh, the Grove play on the final weekend, and everyone participates in this play. And there's also the second largest outdoor pipe organ in the world. Second largest. This is, is all this being wasted on a bunch of old men who don't like women. This is all being wasted on women haters. That's a strong statement, but I must say I agree with this it. Is, this, is, this is ridiculous. I honestly, look... Uh, one first observation they 100 percent have had a reenactment of all of the high school musical plays on that stage i no but, question but it's all men so gabriella is played is by yep is a man 100 probably probably george bush um uh, my he is a member i know my whole point i do know i know a little bit about this <laughs> i guess my my whole point is like it, it, that's a great point. It just doesn't make any sense. This makes this is such a waste. It's such a waste. It's such a waste. And that is the argument that a local lawmaker will make later. 
well, maybe I should go into law. Um, so apparently there's another amphitheater on the property called the Field Circle for a musical comedy put on, yeah, put on in June during the low jinx. This, yeah, it's a different play. So there's a, it's like a comedy. There's a play. low jinx period and a, yeah. what was the other one? A high jinx period? No. No. It's low jinx. There, but there was another jinx period. It was. Did I say another Spring one? jinx. Okay. So there's spring low jinx. jinx and spring jinx. Yeah, okay. Not well, much reasoning here. There's like a play called low jinx. Oh, no, no. It says during the low jinx. I might have just wrote the notes wrong. Oh, my God. I was trying God. to breeze over Dear it. Dear God. Well, there's a play. And you were just insisting to read well, it exactly I'm gonna read how it. I wrote it. <laughs> well, apparently during the low jinx play or around the low jinx play or during the low jinx period of the Bohemian Club slash Bohemian Grove area, um, there's also a campfire circle with carved redwood benches, a covered museum stage for lectures, a 1,500-person dining circle, cafeteria, and a giant owl shrine on a lake. The Owl Shrine, a 40-foot hollow owl statue at the edge of a man-made lake, is notably used for the cremation of care production, which takes place the first Saturday. This was famously made. Th- there's there's visual representation yeah. of this. Alex, Alex Jones yep. filming in a swamp in yep. 2000. Yeah. You can see it. It is um, hilarious. It is a play. Just the general idea I can give you is... There's hooded figures on a boat in the lake, and they light something on fire at the base of the 40-foot owl. And there's this whole hooded explanation figures. of there's what it means and the rep- uh, symbolism of the play. There's hooded figures yes. burning things. Yes. As a, yes. Why do all of these Alex groups... Jones calls <laughs> it like a satanic ritual, but then if you go online, you can read the entire... like what the play's about and it's right. just i think it's just a bunch of losers who didn't get into or their high school satanic, theater production or but it's whatever a satanic ritual hmm. it could very well be a satanic ritual i don't know satanism does exist even though it is more of just like a kind of a trolling as of right now but not really like they won't really determine whether they're trolling or not they'll be like oh yeah we just believe in free thought and uh, yada 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 and hail ball like uh, they you know there's no <sighs> i think it could be satanism it could also just be a giant boys club in which a bunch of guys who are unhappy with their significant others just get together and dock. They could definitely be doing that, Ugh. which is disgusting. Why? But at the same time, why do you say it like that? Okay, they get together and make sweet, sweet love. Is that That's better? Nicer. Bunch of men just sweet loving on each other. I don't care what they. I don't do. care either. But it's like if you're gonna be doing a club, like be honest about it. Like it's like, <laughs> like these stop groups. Stop hiding well, it. It's like what we talked about last week. It's like these stupid names. Like like, just say you're like the 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 doom the doom group. <laughs> I'm the doom, the doom club. Group. I mean, like, they work. Know. Last week was Skull and Bones. That's pretty. No. Haunting. I, it's. N- I just don't like it. I don't like it because it's, it's okay. It's deceptive. You're not invited. It's deceptive. You're not invited. It is deceptive to the club. marketing. You're it's not deceptive welcome. marketing. It's like if I went to Reese's and they didn't sell peanut, they sold peanut butter cups, but they called them orange cups. I want a peanut butter cup, not an orange cup. That is so. Are that, you it's are deceptive you thinking of Halloween candy? I am. It's deceptive <laughs> marketing. Like it, call it what it is. This is obviously a get together for dudes who. Like, like sweet, talks? sweet loving on each other past 9 or 10 p.m., which is totally fine. Again, I want to preface this. I don't fucking care. It's just, call it that. 
instead of planning like master. I don't know how obvious stop. that is. I just they planned Manhattan Project. What did they do this in between the freaking pumps? Where they where they where they don't, where ugh. they they take a break, a quick sweaty break in the in the freaking the sauna. They take a break and they say, hey, you know what we should do? We should bomb Japan. I think it might be a little more. Uh... No. No, no. Unexciting than that? No. But, okay. Well, it is probably more unexciting, well, but knowing listen, how well, stupid everything is, it's probably just as dumb. Well, listen, on, at the campsite, there are, as of 2007, so what we know 118. of, there are 18 and, 118 118. Camps scattered across the property. How many people go to this fucking thing? 2,700. Plus their guests and families. 2,700 people. This is, by the way, this is these camps. This is probably where the, that networking happens that's frowned upon, quote unquote. Each camp has someone assigned as the captain who's responsible for the upkeep of the camp. And it's very like basic upkeep, like weeding and stuff like that. But here are some of the names. I thought you would like this. These are the names of some of the camps we know of. Of course, there are many we don't. The Hillbillies, Mandalay. Caveman, Stowaway, Uplifters, Owl's Nest, Hideaway, Isle of Aves, Lost Lost Angels, Silverado Squatters, Semper Vi Semper Virens. There, thank you. Hillside and Idlewild. And later, I'll tell you some people who belong in a couple of those. What do you think Alex Jones we, thought when he stumbled upon the the Silverado squatters? Uh, but, I'd like to know what camp he was in. We specific, we have too much time on our hands. That's what this all comes down to is humanity has too much time on their hands. These individuals who run the entire world apparently because presidents and other world leaders are probably there in attendance had time to name all of the camps. And by the way, who manages the camp? Who's the who's the director of the of, of Bohemian Grove? I'd love to know what their hiring practices are and if they have an HR manager. Are you, do you want? You think see? they do? You think that you think they have like a whole like the Bohemian Club business Maybe. plan? Like this is what the purpose of this club is. You think they have like a like a a KPI? You know, they for, are legally obligated to in the state of California. With the you amount think of they do it they though? You think they do it though? I don't think I so. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, Definitely no Gavin goes All there. I know is that Alex Jones somehow made it onto this place in he 2000. Got invited. He got invited. But he was like rolling around with a camera. You're not supposed to do yeah, that. Yeah, but so no, he, was but he like still got invited. Secretly... Like, no, he was he was openly invited and he secretly brought the camera. Yeah, like, that's like, what I'm saying. Like the thing that people don't know about Alex Jones, he knows a lot of people. Well, here's the thing. Hilariously. How secure is this place really? I looked it up. They actually have a year-round security team on site. Why? A lot of ex-military who are employed directly by the club. And when the club is on site, the local sheriff, the highway patrol, even the U.S. Secret Service for the presidents are usually assisting with the heightened security. But as of 2019, Sonoma County has refused to provide security for them any longer. Well, yeah, that's because... the. Gavin and the leader of the Sonoma, whoever is in charge of Sonoma County, wasn't invited. I don't know. Gavin's not very popular. That's why they didn't invite him. But regardless of security, there have been several infiltrations. I think the latest one that anyone knows about was in 2007. There was a masked man that showed up when no one was there and he had like a skeleton on. 
but they found him. He was just like a skeleton as in like painted on his face. What happens to those people? Do they get killed? Do they like maybe we never hear Alex about Jones only made it out because Alex Jones has some he has some BDE, you know? He made it out You're because You're making of all that this power. sound like an Alex Jones fan podcast it 100% is an Alex Jones fan podcast I'm just kidding it's not we are still <laughs> fans of Alex Jones um, because he's just hilarious he's hilarious he and, and he look I don't agree with everything he says in fact I don't agree with a lot of what he says but he's just entertaining to watch he's an entertainer and he fulfills the purpose of whatever I've seen with him in I find myself laughing just at how ridiculous it turns out to be it starts professional it's like a mullet it starts professional and then it's a party that's exactly he's a mullet he is he is the human version of a mullet it's, it's it is incredible. Well, I did watch one of his videos at one point, and I saw the owl in the background. And the owl is their symbol. the 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 wisdom is what they like to have. You know, <laughs> that's what the owl represents. But their patron saint is John of Nep. They have Nepoma. a patron saint. Yes, it's a Bohemian man who, according to legend, refused to divulge secrets of his queen in 1393, and he was a martyr because of it. And his visage is representing their secrecy, and they have him on a bunch of things with his with his finger doing the shh sign because it's their secret secret society. Are you okay over there? Just sighing into the mic. I I just that's. The more I read about these things, the more the the less serious literally everything becomes. Mm-hmm. Literally everything, be it from major, you know, international altercations between countries to companies like J.P. Morgan or or, or 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 any company really, just like any company at all. J.P. Morgan just popped in my head. Um, any company at all, like it just they all become very not serious because I know a lot of these individuals, a lot of these very powerful individuals, have ties to all of those things. They do, and we're going to talk about a couple it's of them. It's hilarious. So. My real question is, what the fuck is wrong with wh- why why can't women be involved? Is my real question. And apparently, full membership and full frontals have never been offered to women, but be- at Bohemian Grove. But Bohemian Grove has offered honorary membership to four: Margaret Bowman, who is a hostess. I have no idea who she is. Uh, Ina Coolbrith, who is a poet and librarian of the uh, of the club. Elizabeth Crocker Bowers, who is an actress, and Sarah Jane Lippincott, who is a writer. I wonder why, because I have no idea who any of those people are. I'm not really sure why they were offered it either, but Coolbrith died in 1928, and no other woman has been offered this since. And that was only in the first 20 years of operation they offered those four honoree. Why do you um, think they stopped? You think they were more, yeah, did they think sure. they became more misogynistic as time went on? I'm not sure, but in 1978, California Department's Fair, uh, California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing charged Bohemian Grove with discrimination over refusal to hire female employees. And in January of 1981, a judge ruled in favor of the club. 100% a part of the club. He was 100% well. Wait, the wait club. for it. He noted that club members urinate in the open without any any use of a rudimentary toilet facilities, and it would, if a woman came on campus, basically it would. It would affect this, and they couldn't urinate in public are you anymore. Saying that, are you admitting? Are you admitting right now on podcast that that is a woman's only weakness? Men urinating in public is that what is that? No what? one wants to see that. Bohemian Grove would disagree. The judge was eventually overruled by the State Fair Employment and Housing Commission later that year, but then the club filed a petition with the California Superior Court, 
and it was revealed that the judge was involved with of course, club events. Of course. And the request to be disqualified was denied. This went back and forth for a while. And uh, so they still were forced to hire female employees, which is why I mentioned earlier they have them near the gate and during daylight hours near the gate. However, I'm looking at this like I wouldn't want to work here with a bunch of these freaking guys peeing out Depends in the open. on how much you get paid. Well, that's true. But in 2019, Sonoma County Board of Supervisors Representative Linda Hopkins wrote an open letter scathingly accusing the Bohemian Club of making it difficult for women to get into politics, their lack of investment in the community around them, regardless of their vast wealth, and anachronistic... Anachronistic. Thank you. Attitudes. And then COVID happened, and it all that's disappeared. Right. Weird. That's weird. That's really weird. That's really strange. Yeah, it's almost I'm serendipitous. Sure what, I'm not sure what happened this year. Yeah, nothing. Nothing happened. Usually. It'll get swept under the bohemian rug. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, I promise you this will go nowhere. It's all right. They'll just move. They'll just go to Montana. Let's go out in the middle of Montana. I don't know why they're still operating in California. Because the owl honest. statue. It's probably cost a lot to ship it across the country. Yeah, they could make a new Man, owl statue. Do, no, you can't. No. And see, uh, look... One thing I know about men is we really do, we really like our uh, our symbolism, especially these morons, because really? they, they, we really, we, we, that is like the calling of a man is to have something in your life that is a symbol of pointlessness, because that's what- The giant the hollow owl, owl? Yeah. What a, I don't want to be a part of any clubs anymore. This is ruined. These these last three podcasts have ruined my desire to be a part of clubs. I don't want to be a part of clubs. See, I wanted to be part of Skull and Bones no. at Yale, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be part of the Bohemian Grove. No, Skull and Bone. No, Skull and Bones at uh, Yale. It, it just doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to be a part of the popular kid club because that's what it is. Well, it doesn't matter because you and I would not be me- members because number one, I'm a woman, so I'll immediately be disqualified but then they're also offered to the wealthy educated and powerful in the san francisco bay i'm I'm poor weak and stupid thank you that's very nice you are you are a wealthy educated and powerful man however you do not live in the san francisco bay area so why does that matter they operate mostly in the bay area george bush does not live in the bay area no but he was part of skull and bones so wow this the world is not controlled by a small group of people, everyone. Just remember, it's not. The club limits itself to about 2,700 members. Well, that's small. That's, that's and there's a waiting small. list for people who do want to get involved. Oh, so it's like Club 33 with Disney. That's basically the same thing. Wow, This cool. is the same thing so as this Club is, this is legitimately just a... Do they pay taxes? Does club I don't pay taxes? know. I have no idea. This club, what, what? Who funds this club? I'd love Apparently to know. Apparently they're members. Really? I don't know. I bet you. I bet Donations? You. Maybe they're maybe they're a nonprofit. They're not a religion. It doesn't matter. You can be a nonprofit, not a religion. Oh, true. That is a point. I still, um, I don't know. Because I think nonprofits still have to. There was a state. long list of confirmed members, by the way. Long list. So I kind of, I wanted to name a couple that you names you would recognize. Some names that you've talked about in previous podcasts as well. But I kind of condensed it. Well, they probably just are a nonprofit. A yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Donations, donations, baby. What are baby. they doing? What do they do? Sit around and. How is that? How, so I can. So talk. theoretically, 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 if I got together with a bunch of my really wealthy friends and we were just like, we should create a club in which women and children are included up until nine or ten p.m. 
And then we all snuggle real hard with each other after that point. And then we go back to our families because we all we're, we're, we're men and we do men things. And those are men things, apparently. We uh we should file a nonprofit, and I I don't have to give a purpose for why my company or organization is a nonprofit. It could just be a nonprofit. They have to have some sort of purpose or service, There's right? There's always a loophole. How is that a lo- How do you get around that loophole? They're a club. They have fees. They have fees to be part of the club unless you're an honorary member. So they also get fees from their members. You're gonna be okay. He's there are so many head, problems everybody. with our tax code. It's not even funny. There are so many problems. Here are some members for you. There's George H.W. Bush. He was part of the Hillbillies camp. Does not surprise me. There's Newt Gingrich, the also, 50th Speaker of the House. Doesn't surprise me. William Randolph Hearst, who's the newspaper tycoon. Uh, have you ever been to his castle? No. His home, but it's called Hearst yeah, Castle. Yeah, that castle is incredibly huge. It's you amazing. know how much he paid for it? One dollar. Probably. Yeah. Uh, there's Herbert Hoover, the 31st U.S. president. He was part of the caveman camp. Appropriate. Henry Kissinger, former U.S. Secretary of State, the Mandalay camp. Strangely also appropriate. Jack London, who was an honorary member. That so disappoints me. he didn't have me. to pay anything. Disappoints me. Richard Nixon, the 37th U.S. president. Wait, so he was a member, but he openly admitted that gay butt stuff happens. He didn't put it that way, and I'm not going to say exactly what he said out loud. Because what did it's he say? Slurish. This is, we have the explicit notification on every episode you can say whatever you want he to. said he he said something no it's like an actual slur i'm, gonna I'm, I'm gonna, not gonna, gonna say it. it let's see richard you better Nixon. not say it either i don't think you're going Bohemian to Grove. i don't think you realize exactly what i'm trying to say that he said statement no 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 looking it up it's not appropriate it's not right <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, you, 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 yeah, we're not saying that. <laughs> oh, that's really fucking funny. God damn it. That would be so funny to no, say. No, oh, it's not. I'm not going to. Well, I mean, no, technically. No, no. It, technically, no, I mean, no, d- no. dictionary purposes wise, no. the word isn't really bad. It means something else. It, but it He is, was intending it to mean oh, something. Oh, that's bad. so fucking funny. He that was intending was, it to be insulting. Okay? That is That is very funny. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> oh, he man. was intending it to be a negative uh, connotation. Can so I just replace the word? No, you can't. Why not? I'm your wife. Oh, don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're moving right along. Uh, Ronald Reagan, the 40th U.S. president. He was part of the Owl's Nest camp. <laughs> that was really funny. Almost as good as that cookie. Theodore Roosevelt, the 26th U.S. president. He Why was, was an he an honorary Why? member. Why? What determines this? Is this just they a popular They reach out to certain vote? people, and if they accept it, they become a member. I wonder if Elon Musk has gotten uh, an invitation. I don't know. George Schultz, who was part of the Mandalay camp. You know what's so funny? I was doing these notes and thinking about this, because Henry Kissinger was also a member and part of the Mandalay camp, and they both served on the board of directors for Theranos, hmm. which was a huge Silicon Valley company for a failed blood testing oh, they know. startup they know. our listeners know we have an episode about this yes well if you haven't they both served on a fraud board of directors team and i wonder how they both got involved hmm. anyway and bob weir who's a founding member of the grateful dead i'm also i'm I, they've lost me i not that they care i just jack london's gonna be rolling over in his grave and i'm not reading his books anymore <sighs> poor jack Jack London, honorary member. Do you even know what his books are? All the rest of these people. Do you know 
Jack London? Mm-hmm. If I pull it up fast enough, I can pretend like I knew. Into the Wild. Right. Yeah. I hate that book. I'm sorry. You hate that book. Wait, Into White, the Wild? White Fang, I mean. not. not I was going to say, sorry, that's not... White Fang, my bad. You're thinking, no, 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 no. I was like, wait, Into no, the Wild? Fang, no, no, no. You're yeah. thinking of The Call of the Wild. Yeah. I don't I like The yeah. Call of the Wild. Yeah. Into the Wild is a good book. I think he did White Fang. Yeah, he did. White Fang. My favorite, one of my favorite books. Good book. Now I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well. Unfortunate. He, was, uh, he didn't live a very long time. He, 1876 to 1916. Hmm. Yeah, he was young. Young guy. What did he die from? I'm going to look real quick. Uh, Jack London? He was 40 years old when he died. Yeah, he died from... All Google says is American novelist. He died from being an American novelist. No, it's argued um, that he committed suicide, actually. Oh, yeah. He uh, he was using morphine. Uremic poisoning and a probable stroke. Yeah. They think he might have done it on purpose, but they don't know for sure. But he was in extreme pain, and he was taking lots of morphine at the time. Mm. Because he was uh, he was suffering from dysentery, Yikes. late stage alcoholism, and uremia, which is a condition of having high levels of urea in the blood, which is like a primary. How does that happen? A, a primary components of urine in his yeah, blood. Yeah, he was injecting his own urine into his blood. I'm joking. That's I, I was like, I don't think it's what they do at Bohemian Grove. That's oh why it's gosh. so secretive. Well, uh, uh, he was in pain, and yeah, he eventually passed away. And well, I really don't know what to think about anything anymore. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, uh, probably in the same boat with me. I just listening and hearing about, all, like, reading all these things about these groups, and then seeing what's going on, and then you know, just it's it's we live in a very strange time and in a very strange place, and. That's all I really can say about any of this. I, I have no alternative thoughts to that because it's just the 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 funny thing about all the serendipitous seren, serendip, serendipity serendipitous serendipitous but like the plural version of that like the serendipitiness <laughs> the serendipitiness version serendipity no, the the ser, the yeah there's a word but I'm not gonna I don't the know ser, the serendipitousness the serendipitousness that's the word huh oh, interesting nah. um probably not um the funny thing about all this is it, it is all so just ironic it's just so oh well that's weird. Yeah, all these people were part of the same groups and they all happen to be in the same positions and they all happen to know the same people. And that's, wow, that's so odd. Like, who would have guessed? Weird. Like, that's that's how, that's what the expectation of all this is. And everyone, and you bring up any of this to people. I was, I was having a conversation with the bull um, earlier this week. Um, conspiracies are not bad. Like, they, 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 the term conspiracy legitimately just means something that is done uh, in... Tan like, I'm going to look it up so people understand this, because this is an actual viable argument. Um, so, it, it, it's, it's, it's a secret plan. It's it's an action of plotting or conspiring. That is all it is. Now, granted, the, you know, the noun, one of the noun terms is unlawful or harmful... But again, I don't think that that is the the predicate needed to be in part of a conspiracy. I mean, it's there are many conspiracies that go on all the time. And whenever people bring up like oh, Bohemian Grove or like the Illuminati or like Skull and Bones or uh, you know the Masons, they're like, oh, that stuff probably didn't happen. Oh, it's all real. Oh, it's all nonsense. No, it's not. It's not nonsense. It's like it's like with the Catholic Church. No one seems to ever question why does the Catholic Church have a secret section. Um, in the Vatican 
that has a bunch of secrets that no government other than their own government, because they are their own government. Again, weird. Why can't anyone see what's in there? That's the questions I ask. And they're viable questions. And when people, and when, and when I talk to people who are like, ah, oh, you're just talking nonsense. Oh, like it's like, like when people say aliens are a conspiracy, it could be, could be a conspiracy. There's plausibility behind a lot of it. There's also plausibility to their existence. But these conversations, like they, they are viable conversations. And I just love how, ending my rant, I love how the mainstream media and all pop culture like has so many like topics and so many movies and so many books and all this stuff written about it. But then when you actually seriously look at it, they tell you, ah, it's not really happening. That's not real. That's not real, really happening. Yeah, you don't look that way. Yeah. It's it, the, the way I look at it is like with anything. The people who are the most powerful in society, you know who the most powerful all who, the most powerful people are when you can't question them. Just like with groups, when you can't question anything about the group, you know that there's something going on. That's that's all you have to. That's all it has to be. You can't question. You can't criticize. That's literally all you need. Because when when there's a powerful group of people, they all know each other. They all you know, after nine or ten p.m., get together and they're the little pajamas and they cuddle with each other and play scrabble while cuddling with each other scrabble um if scrabble they're scrabbling real hard um when they all do that they obviously have other things that they're a part of and that they're influencing i mean it's it's just funny to me it's like i don't know just weird just a weird thing yeah it's a weird weird quirk of society there we go another boys club off the list feels good dumb yeah, well. No, it feels terrible. One day I'll be able to get into a secret society. It'll be like, instead of Skull and Bones or Bohemian Grove, it'll be like. I have a really terrible joke. Moonshine and stone. Moonshine and stone. Yeah, huh? that's going to be my secret society. Yeah. No boys allowed. Good luck. <laughs> They're going to find their way in. There'll be five members. <laughs> oh boy well i don't even know how to end this episode i I this is this just this this all it just it's just a there's so many things (laughs) there's so many things that happen that are weird you know what i think we should do we live in california which i think your listeners know we live in california we live a couple Um, hours away no no we should should do a live episode get in the car today right now let's let's just go drive up there let's go take some selfies with the owl i'll burst into flames i'll literally it's a very get... spooky halloween thing That's to not do. spooky this we'll is, get there tonight this is by, how... we'll, we'll get there tonight by one two in the morning why in the world would you assume that a large group of men they're not there right now a 2700 27 person group 2700 person group of men who like to diddle each other why would you assume that that's spooky? It is very that, clear. I'm I not, just wish uh, that they would there be. There is no evidence that they like to, as you'd say, quote unquote, diddle each other. But there's there is no evidence, evidence that they put on black hoods and they light an owl on fire or something to that extent. That might be so over-exaggerating, but that that's spooky. They're sexually curious KKK members is what you're saying. I mean, I didn't read anything about race when I was researching this, but... They I think wear it's hooded safe to assume. Cloaks. I think it's Who safe else? to assume they have a very small they could be minority. Assassins. Group. I did see that a member was the one of the last um royal family members from Hawaii. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I was looking at the names and it was like hmm. 
Henry, you know, James, John, and then there was one that was a very traditional Hawaiian name. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, only groups I can think of that wear hooded cloaks are assassins and the good old boys down uh, that have like five members now. And hooded cloaks would be, you know, Halloween costumes, which we need to start getting ready for a Halloween party. <sighs> well, we shall enjoy our least favorite holiday. Once again, uh, thank you for joining us in the 28th episode of the Wolf and Bull podcast. I am the wolf. Beowulf I am Beowulf. Is across, she's, she's across from me. Thank you. Uh, if you like what you heard, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Uh, and look out for our next episode coming next week. Hey, everyone. This is the Wolf speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of the Wolf and Bull podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build the Wolf and Bull cult. I mean, uh, the Wolf and Bull family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. But make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye.